Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. Grand opening, grand closing. Ah, what have we been, in a time warp? How is it week 18? It's, it's unbelievable, Mike. We are here at week 18. It's been quite the ride, hasn't it? I, but how? It was yesterday. It was like 75 and sunny. It's <laughs> it's 25 degrees. I just, it's unbelievable. We are at the finale of the regular season, but on a positive, we do get the greatest postseason in all the sports. I don't want to hear this nonsense about the Stanley Cup from you. Oh, it's let me tell NFL you something, playoffs. man. You know, NHL playoffs, are that's the place to be. Okay. But for us, we get paid to talk about the NFL playoffs, so I'm very happy to do that. Next segment, we talk puck luck. It's going to be a thrill. <laughs> Um, let's get to the rundown, shall we? The NFL Rundown. Well, hope everybody enjoyed it. You know what I'm referring to? The biggest screw job in NFL history. Let's talk about it. Cowboys, Lions. Now, unless you live in a cave, you know what went down. So give me your perspective because it's clear what mine is. All right, so I played for the great Sam Weish, who unfortunately is no longer with us, and we would always do this on offense. We would do different things, and we would try to confuse the defense, and we would be skirting some of the rules. And, you know, it got to a point where Marv Levy complained to Commissioner Tagliabu about our way we were running our offense before our AFC championship game in 1989. And Paul Tagliabu basically told Sam Weiss that we couldn't do some of this stuff. This was the week of the AFC Championship game. Think about that for a second. And then finally, the commissioner relented and said, you could do what you've been doing all season long. So I kind of understand what the Lions were doing. They're playing games. You know, and it reminded me of the 2014 divisional game between the Ravens and the Patriots when John Harbaugh was going crazy in the second half because the Patriots were breaking the huddle quickly. They had all these ineligible and ineligible receivers all over the place. They had the tackles they playing it. slot receiver. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and, and basically what John Harbaugh said then and what I think is happening here is that the Patriots were being deceptive in their – uh, substitution packages, kind of like what Dan Campbell was doing. But that's here. foot. See, this is my beef. That's football. That's what are we going to do? Get rid of play action passes because it's deceptive no. to the defense? I, look, I, I love what Dan Campbell tried to pull off here. But, but they he, did he, pull it off. The officiating in this league is a disgrace. Well, he not only screwed up the officiating, he, like he screwed up the whole end of the game because they were just they went about it 
they were too cute about it. That's the way I look we at it. We didn't need three offensive linemen going over, perhaps two. Right. So from an offensive player's perspective, I loved it. Listening to defensive players throughout the week talking about this, like once they're told either 70 or 68 is eligible, then then, then they will set their defense. They were told that 70 was eligible. Right, because Brad Allen, this official, screwed up. Exactly. So, by the way, there were two penalties on the play then. One is an ineligible receiver or illegal touching, essentially, right. uh, and also uh, a formation problem. There, there's two penalties on that play, and only one penalty got announced. I just, I know. <laughs> now, let, all right, so let me ask you. I mean, look, yes. the officiating, we've covered it. We've talked about it. The NFL has a problem. It's up to them if they're ever going to address it. But Dan Campbell, how aggressive is too aggressive? Because remember, after that play, you could have just kicked from the seven, which, by the way, if you care about analytics, going forward from there was about a 14% negative win differential decision, and going forward from a three-and-a-half slash four was about a negative 5%. All I wanted Campbell to do, kick the ball. Instead, he went Dalton from Roadhouse, <laughs> right boot, and just decided, F it, I'm doing whatever I want. I mean, I kind of like it. Uh, okay, so you I'm do. I'm not saying it's the smartest thing in the world to do, but I'm just, you know, there's something about Dan Gamble that I really do appreciate, both as a player and as a coach. And, you know, he grew up under Sean Payton, which is the Bill Parcells way of doing things. And I kind of like that. It's kind of an old school throwback type of guy. And I, and I think back to his opening press conference, talking about biting kneecaps off uh, and all that who stuff. Who could and, forget? Right. I love it. I love it. I love who he is. I'm actually rooting for him. I want him to do well because I do really like him, and I know he puts everything into the job, and he's got a really good team. By the they, way, I thought are. that they they showed something down there in Dallas. Big time. And yeah. defensively, remember, and then we'll move on, but yes, the Cowboys with the 92-yard play by C.D. Lamb, it was a broken play. Outside of that, the Lions defense played as well against the Cowboys at home, better than anyone has all year. And You don't want to see the Lions because – Fake punts, fake field goals, the annexation of Puerto Rico, double reverse. <laughs> They're going to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and it's hard to prep for. Yeah, you're right, man. And they have one of the best offensive lines in football, which is scary, which means you can run the ball, which means you can control the ball. And the other thing I will say, we've been on him a little bit, but he's really turned it on here toward the end of the year. Aiden Hutchinson yeah, big time. is showing up uh, big for them. So they, I wish they would have another. Maybe they'll get is it Justin Houston coming back soon. Or? James Houston I mean, is James supposed Houston. to be back for the wild oh, card James round. Houston, okay. for, the, for, the, for, for the wild card round. Okay, so that'd be good. That, that would be good. Ali McNeil would returns this weekend. C.J. Gardner-Johnson will return this weekend. So they're getting some reinforcements. All right, Ravens. Mother of God. I mean, call the cops. What? They they killed a dolphin. What What was that? They steamrolled the dolphin. That was unbelievable. You know, um, it was interesting. When you and I were talking about this particular game last week, we were talking about which one of these teams is going to have a letdown because of what happened the week before. The Ravens were out in San Francisco, and they blasted the 49ers, and the Dolphins blasted the Dol- – uh, well, didn't blast them, but beat the Dallas Cowboys down in Miami. Turns out Miami was the one that was flat in this game. Well, they're and in the free Ravens. fall now. Now you can officially yeah. say they're in free fall, and I know we'll talk Bills, Dolphins, and a lot of the games are not going to get the same shine, but let me ask you this. You've been a San Francisco guy since the beginning of the year. Yeah. You've been right. Are you willing to put the Ravens ahead of San Francisco to win it all? You have to say right now they are the best team because they beat them straight up and they made Brock Purdy look confused on defense. I don't think that will be the case if they meet again in Super Bowl 58. I think Brock Purdy will have a much better game. 
And I, and I told you that Brock Purdy was going to have a bounce-back game against Washington because that's the way that Kyle Shanahan was going to set it up. playing a collection of school children. Yeah, that's I know that, exactly but, I, but, I told you he, but I told you he was going to have to rebuild his confidence a little bit after having that his worst game as a pro. So, yeah, I, I do think that right now sitting here, Baltimore is the best team in the league. But they may have the toughest go to get to the Super Bowl because of some of these quarterbacks they may end yeah. up having to face. Well, it's different. AFC, the quarterback play has been as that's as high level in the history of football as we've seen. The NFC, it's what, what? Well, you know, I would say Dak Prescott had a great year, and, I, and going into the playoffs, I also think that Dak Prescott will have the most pressure on him, and then Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you play for the Cowboys, and you're yet to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%. and then of course Lamar won the MVP in his pr- few previous seasons ago, and lost their first round game against Tennessee. And to all the Lamar people, this is real simple. You can win. Two MVPs? You win four. I don't care. If you don't do it in the playoffs, I'm not listening. So go do it. I and I and I have a stinking suspicion he's going to win the uh, the MVP. Of course, and that's fine, and he deserves it because unlike Brock Purdy, he's not the fifth best guy in his offense. We'll save that for later. Right. Okay. I, I know you love Brock. I, you Brock. got your little Purdy T-shirt on. Yes, it's adorable. I do. Yes, thank you. Um, let's so let's <laughs> talk Miami for a minute. Clearly, there's no team under more pressure. Week 18, right? Right, and they have problems on defense. They got a lot of guys hurt. Jalen Waddle may not play in this game against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored right now. So, so talk to me for a second. All right, with your with your gambling head on, and explain to me why it's, the Bills are favored. That's I just choose. I you know I talked to Scones about it before the show, and, yes. and he was like, "Oh, oh, Dolphins," and I'm like, "Brian, the Buffalo Bills, not by one and a half, not by two and a, they just I got you a dollar." Just laid the field goal out there. Take the Dolphins at home with the three. Laces out, Dan. I, To me, it's all Bills. I think Bills are going to go down there and beat them. I think I, Miami's done. I, I Bradley now, Chubb blew his knee out. You, you, took, you take a look at it from the gambling standpoint. I take a look at it as the football player standpoint. And the way I'm looking at this is that the Bills are surging mm-hmm. and the Dolphins are falling apart due to injury, not because of lack of coaching or any of that other stuff. I mean, they lost their two best pass rushers. They lost one of their most important linebackers. They're missing a corner, Xavier Howard. Oh, look at the offensive line is in tatters. And, and they're in tatters now, too. So, and Buffalo seems to be surging. They seem to have gotten their defense straightened out, finally, figuring out how they were going to do that without Matt Milano. Yeah, I, I, I lean bills. I really do. I'm well, like, we'll get to that. But I, I, just, I, I, I just think that the Dolphins, yeah, it feels like they're in a free fall, just like it felt like Jacksonville has been in a free fall. Well, okay, okay, put Jacksonville and Philadelphia. It's the Spider-Man meme. I mean, they're both looking at each other. I mean, look, the, the Eagles, that was that was stunning. Not only that they lost to the Cardinals, but how? 40 minutes of T.O.P., and you and I have sat here for six weeks going, Boomer, guys, 82 snaps, 93 snaps, 78 snaps. This defense cannot get off the field. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, 40 minutes of time of possession. Yeah, you know, it's always easy to look at the quarterback and say he's struggling. And sure, you know, maybe uh, Jalen Hurts is not having the year that he had last year. But when you think about this team, the Eagles, and their defense, their statistics are half of what they were last year. It's unreal. In terms of sacks and turnovers and three and outs, all of those uh, metrics that we look at, the defense has been failing. That's why... You know, losing coordinators at the beginning of the year, like Shane Steichen and Gannon, who's now the head coach at Arizona, you lose those two guys. Look what this team looks like. They're still a good team. 
Right. But I think they do lack direction. Now, I believe that they will be the fifth seed, and they're going to play Tampa. That's a free square. They and got I, very lucky there. I. But that's what, that's what I think is going to happen. It would be interesting to see how Nick Sirianni plays his team this week against the Giants. I can't imagine him. Maybe Jalen Hurts goes out there for – a series maybe just to kind of get them into the game or whatever. But I, I can't imagine that they're going to play any important players that have any sort of injury going into this. Game. So then why would the giants more on that later? Um, NFC South, you figure it out. I'm done. Here's Boomer on the NFC South. It's going to be Tampa Bay. I mean, how can it not be? I mean, you, you talk about they sweet could lose revenge. to Carolina. Yeah, but sweet revenge. Think about this for a second. There's a couple of these scenarios that have happened in, or will or could happen in the playoffs. This is Baker Mayfield going back to Carolina to win a game to go to the playoffs. But what if Tepper hits him with a drink? He may, but Tepper, remember, they they sent him out to L.A. or they cut him and he signed with L.A. last year, I forget. But remember, Baker was there last year. Yeah. You want to talk about sweet revenge if you're Baker Mayfield? Go into Carolina, put up 35 points, and walk away knowing that you're going to the playoffs and they are going to get they're in deeper trouble well, now better than bounce they were back. when they left. Because last week, that was an embarrassment. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're down 30 to nothing but at home. But, you know, you told me that the Saints owned the Bucks last I week. didn't mean by 30. But you told me that. I know. I know. I, I just I told you I wouldn't bet the Bucks. That's you, all. You said that the Saints own the Bucks. They always have. There's a weird what thing. What is that? It's it's a thing. Go back to when Brady played there. It's it's a thing. I don't know. Certain teams own other teams. You tell me. Well, the Pats own the Jets. The Eagles own the Giants. The Cowboys own the Giants, right? I mean, can you just say it? The league owns the Giants. All right? We're everybody's homecoming opponent. Why don't you just say it? I'm not going to say that, but I'll let you say that. You're the Giant fan. Good. I don't want to insult anybody. I just anybody. did. I'm not T- here to insult anybody. I'm just here to give my perspective. Give me two minutes on David Tepper. I mean, is the league going to step in and tell this guy, chill? Yeah, this is now what? Five, six coaches since he's owned the team in 18. Uh, go back and look at this dude's professional life and some of the spite stores he's opened up. Now you're throwing drinks at fans, $300,000 fine. Boomer, I'm being serious. If if someone has an option, they're not working for this cat. Now, if you have no other options, it is one of 32 jobs. This, this guy's making his franchise radioactive. If you listen to him tell you about his employees and how they stay with him, well, there's a reason why they stay with him, because they will lose a lot of money if they leave him. Yeah, he has, or he'll try he to buy their house unique, and knock and it down. I'm not talking about the football team. I'm talking about his professional life, his hedge fund life. They write these contracts that if you leave, you don't get all your your, your vesting options and things of that nature. So you got to stay there, and that's the way they write the contract. Uh, he's got some issues. He's definitely <laughs> got some anger issues. There's no question about that. I'm sure Roger Goodell is going to have a conversation with him. Uh, no NFL owner wants to come off like this. He's actually taking the place of one Dan Snyder now. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Well, they, they got a problem to handle. Um, real quick, I want to just ask about it. Jim Harbaugh, the thought, I'll tell you, out in Detroit, everyone believes this is it for him on Monday night. He will coach in the national title. I believe they will win it. Uh, and then the NCAA will take it away, but we'll leave that for later. The point is, Harbaugh hired Don Yee. I don't think that's a small thing. That is Brady's former agent. Yep. That is an NFL guy with NFL ties. I'm asking you right now, if it is – presumed he's going to the NFL, where does he land? I'm going to say either the Chargers with Herbert or the Bears with Caleb Williams. Because I do think the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams with the number one pick overall. They are set up perfectly to be great for the next 10 years. Ryan Poles has done a great job, 
and it's gotten to the point where Justin Fields actually now looks like a legitimate NFL quarterback, they can trade him, reset the quarterback contract with Caleb Williams, and even add more with the draft capital that they have and the money that they have via free agency. Yeah, people I mean, forget they, they could become really good. Carolina paid paid through the nose to move up and make that deal with them. They've got the capital. I I still like Justin Fields. That's a conversation for the offseason. But he can go play somewhere else, and he's doing himself a favor by Come playing the way he's playing. You'll love New York this time of year. Yeah, I don't Come you know, York. I don't know what I don't know where or why, but I do know that he is capable of playing. But I'm just telling you, Cal Williams is supposed to be a transformative, generational type player. And we don't, comes, know if we don't know if he'll, he will be that. We don't know that. That comes from the king of the Michael Penix fan club. More on that later. Yep. I have an announcement we're going to make. We have a pick segment like none other. Just sit tight. <laughs> Unlimited vetoes. We're going to relax, get through it together. Uh, but first, let me tell you about Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequila. A wide range, if you will. The Reposado, the Añejo, the Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. Look, Casamigos tequila, it's brought to you by those who drink it. And as always, Casamigos tequila reminds you to please, please celebrate responsibly. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Okay, so before we get to the picks, a very important moment. I have an announcement, a statement, if you will, from the desk of Boomer Esiason. This is a direct quote. I'm not picking this nonsense. I cannot do this with some of these games, close quote. I said, okay, fine. Here's now, what we're going to do. You do know I, I did have a Casamigos in my hand when I, I said that. Very, it was very authoritative. The ice cubes were jingling. <laughs> Unlimited vetoes. And I'm saying it because you cannot responsibly play these games. You can't. You can't take your hard-earned money and bet a game where it's a, it's a battle of third-string QBs and 17 starters are out. If you choose to do that, that is on you. But I am a man of integrity. I am telling you I would not do that. Now, there are a couple we're going to deep dive into. But Boomer gets unlimited vetoes, as Scone said before the show. He's been squirreling them away. He's been putting the tater tots in his pocket like Napoleon Dynamite. And now he's going to use them all. So, with that, let's get to the picks. Picks of the week. All right, so let's begin. Let's see if we can get booms in on this one. Steelers laying four in Baltimore. All right, now remember, no Lamar Jackson in this game. It's going to be Tyler Huntley. Steelers, with a win and a loss by either Buffalo or Jacksonville, will make it into the playoffs at a 10-7 and record. So they have to win the game. I believe that they're going to win the game, but I think that Tyler Huntley, John Harbaugh, and the Baltimore Ravens are going to be the normal pain in the ass that they always are to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'll expect the Steelers to win, but I'm going to take the Ravens, and I will take the home dog. Yeah, I like it north of a field goal. I'm with you. I just – and the Ravens have – it's a program. There's a pride to it. There's a standard. I just don't imagine them against a divisional foe who they hate wanting to gift them a playoff spot and lay down. I just don't. So, yes, Ravens. All right. I know you're picking this game. Yes. This is a battle of Coach of the Year candidates – Rookie coaches, it's tremendous. Texans, laying one with D'Amico Ryans. Colts, Shane Steichen, at home. Colts are getting one and a half as we tape this show. Which is uh, a lot of respect for C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans and their defense. And the way that they played last week when uh, C.J. Stroud was back under center. You know, interesting, for these two teams, whoever wins 
a minimum of a wild card. If uh, they also win, they could possibly win the AFC South. So uh, I look I look at this game as like this is a true playoff game. I'm going to take the road team, the favorite, the the Texans. I love the way that D'Amico Ryans is coaching his team. I love the way the defense is playing. And now that C.J. Stroud is back, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I do think the Texans win late on a field goal. I don't want to play this game. Okay. I know it counts. I know it's great to watch. I still can't get out of my mind. Rookie quarterback on the road as a favorite in a winner-take-all game. That's very difficult for me to embrace on principle. So I'm gonna. I'm not playing it, um, but I'm going to root for the Texans. I don't, have right. any, I don't have anything against the Colts, but I love D'Amico. I love the story. I love Stroud. Uh, here, this is the Boomer Bowl. You figure this out. Saints lay in three as they host Atlanta. So I want to remind you, yeah. this is Derek Carr as a favorite. This is Dennis Allen as a favorite off the best game of their season. So Just he, be careful. So here are the Saints. The Saints can make it into the playoffs one of two ways. They can win and Tampa Bay loses. That would give them the NFC South title and the fourth seed. They could also win. Tampa Bay can win. Green Bay can lose. Seattle could lose, and that would give them the wild card, the number seven seed, believe it or not. I'm taking the Saints. That's a lot of stuff. God, it's disgusting. That's I information. Just, I just gave you no, information. No, it's fabulous. But okay. my, here's some information for you. Yes. And it's nuanced. Dennis Allen and Derek Carr are toxic as favorites. They don't cover ever, ever. And now i got to lay a full field goal. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe maybe they got the, their game right last week against Tampa. You know that game you were telling me about? I just tried to help. Yes. Uh, all right, Saints. Moving on. Jags. I don't want I don't want don't make me feel bad because you're taking the Saints. I'm not. I if you made me pick it, it would be the Saints. I well, don't want any part of it. I thought you oh, so you are vetoing it? I am, but okay. I, I want to be a team guy and I people mean, got, want picks. They want to know who us two Wait, is this a veto won. or is this not a veto? It's a, it's a, it's a I told veto. you, you got Brian Ruscona completely screwed veto. up right now. Everybody just calm down. He said, all right, I'm taking the Saints. He didn't say I'm vetoing it. I'm vetoing it, but if I had to select it, it would be New Orleans. Okay, got it. Jags laying five to the Titans. All right, Trevor Lawrence is back in this, in the mix. DJ Chark is going to be back in the mix. Very important for the Jags. Planet Earth is on the Titans. I know that. Um, I do like the Titans to keep it close. They will. They'll keep it close. They'll keep it tight. They'll make it difficult uh, for uh, the Jaguars. I'll take the Titans in the points. All right. I will take the Titans. This is a spot. Vrabel, home dog. I don't trust the Jags as far as you can throw them. Hope they enjoyed their free square last week against Carolina. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. Lions laying three and a half. Hosting the Vikings. Lions are locked in as the three. Yeah, so who is he going to play? Are you ready? Yeah. Everyone. He's going to play everyone. If you listen to Dan Campbell this week, he was one step short of ripping his shirt off and sporting a bullet chain and, like, baby oil. He was going to go up there like Rambo. He is furious. This team is furious. The way that they play, they will run through a wall for this guy. Yep. Two words for you, big guy. Nick Mullins. No. Give me the Lions. Lions. Right. I don't think they're laying down. But I don't think he will allow it. I'm just saying, as long as he's playing his guys and you're the Detroit guy on I the show. I have no and intel you're t- I know, but you're that telling they're sitting me, anyone. You're telling me he's going to rip his shirt off and they're going to play for him and they're going to run through a wall for him. 
then I got to take that. I just, it's, Boomer, every indication is there will be no rest in Whoville. We are playing, and we are going to kill this team. And you want to know something? What that's all about, that's that's about establishing a culture. It's about never giving anybody any room, uh, you know, take any day off or any of that stuff. What have they done? They, they've won the NFC North. So what? He wants to make sure that this team stays razor sharp, and I'm with him. And if he's sitting people, he's hit it from everyone. Right. Every indication. Okay. All right. Patriots laying two ah, we're not against talking the about Jets. This. I'm not talking about this. I have, an, I have something in my notes here. Why does this game even exist? I, un, You ready for the over-under? I don't, it's 32. Lower. Uh, 30. 29 and a half. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be Bill Belichick's last game. It's most likely going to be his last game. What are they going to do, carry him off the field on their shoulders? They should. The fans should. Yeah, good luck. You know, they may not be happy over the last three years, four years, but, you know, let me just tell you something. What If he does leave, and I told you I about this. Whatever you was. broke this story in September. You said, hi, Mike. I'm, I'm happy you're back for a year, too. By the way, Belichick's leaving New England. Okay. That's, um, that's my story, and I'm sticking yeah, to it. I just say I hate for him to have to go out this way, but, you know, somebody's going to hire him, and he's going to, you know, man. I'll All right. All right. Relax. Let's go. But I'm uh, not picking a game. No, hell no. And no. if you bet that game, you should call the number. You're out of okay. your mind. Tampa laying four and a half in Carolina. Revenge spot. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Agree. I'll go with it. Okay. Carolina simple. hurt Pretty my feelings simple. last yep. week. Yeah. Tampa, if you're remotely for real, play and win the game by right. seven, please. Bengals laying seven. This is not a typo. Laying seven against the Browns. Because it's Jeff Driscoll and Kevin Stefanski is going to rest everybody. He's going to treat this like it's a bye week for the Browns. Um, you know, I just – I don't even want to bet the game. I don't want to go anywhere near it. I think you got to take the Bengals. All right, well, take them then. I, well, I am. All I right. just did. <laughs> but I'm only going to do it up to seven. Don't be laying seven and a half out there. I'll take the Bengals. I think it is a spring training split squad game. I think the Browns are going to take the approach, like you said. They're sitting everyone. Right. Uh, Seahawks. What was that last week? I don't know, man. And, and what's this number? Seahawks lay in two and a half at Arizona. And reminder, if you're a Giants fan here in New York, you need the birds here. You An Arizona win moves the Giants up. Carry on. Okay. Seattle Seahawks get the seven seed if they win and the Bears beat Green Bay. They're still in it. They're still in it. The Cardinals are not in it. But, man, I'm taking the Cardinals here. There it is. And, by the way, there are some threes available if you happen to shop for a line. Uh, I'm taking Arizona. That is a rat line. They're playing. They're not quitting. That's their problem. Giants need to lay down and die. Yep. I'm taking Arizona. Okay. Packers, Bears, pack lane three. I'm going to take the Bears here. Much like I took the Lions last year in the same spot. The Lions went into Lambeau, and they upset the Green Bay Packers, kept them out of the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers, the whole thing. And now the Bears get a chance to do it. And this is where the Lions jumped off last year into reality, becoming a very good franchise and a very good team. And I think the Bears have the same opportunity to do that. And I am not a Packer defensive fan at all. And Justin Fields is trying to make a statement. And I think he wants to put something big on film here. And I expect him to have a big game against his Packer defense. Bears might be the biggest public dog of the week. So, on principle, I have to go the other way. 
I'm going to go Packers. Well, you didn't tell me that. Well, I had to wait for you to do your soliloquy. Yeah, but you didn't tell me that. Why do you like, really you have that piece of information and don't do tell me? Do you really want to be with 96% of the tickets and money? Do you really want to, or do you want to be bold? Do you want to be a trailblazer? Well, if I would have known what you just said, well, then maybe I would have been a trailblazer. I just gave you the information. But I'm going by what I see what, and on. how the Bears have played the last five weeks. Do you, you do understand the biggest public dog usually gets slaughtered, right? Not in this game. Okay. This is a matchup. Eagles, Giants. Eagles laying five. Yeah, I'm not taking this game either. Yeah. I just have one message. Yeah. The Giants, here's the deal. You started two and eight. I hope you had fun with the little Italian hero sandwich, Tommy DeVito. Here's the deal. Lay down and die. That's all any real fan wants. Lay down, show your belly, scratchy, scratchy, die. You cannot win this game and corrupt your draft pick. It will affect the next five years of your franchise. Lay down. Last week, I'm not even a religious man. I was praying for gray hair Mason Crosby to miss that kick. Lay down and die. Maybe I'm not Brian, picking the game. <laughs> maybe Brian Dayball was hoping he was going to miss that kick, too. What You better if you I mean, want why, a quarterback, why, Brian. Why would you run that guy out there? I, he's, just, he's not what he used to be. He can't. <laughs> listen, listen. Dayball did everything in his power, including running a draw play. I, he did it all. Now, do it again, Dabes. I want quarterback Neils every snap. Niners, Rams, Niners laying four. Rams sound like they're sitting people. Yeah, they are. I'm going to take the Niners here. I think the, the Rams are uh, – I think both teams are actually going to be sitting people. I know that Sam Darnold's playing. Um, what a blessing. I, yeah, I want to see him play. I want to see him in that offense. And I I doubt, well, obviously, we know Christian McCaffrey's not going to play. So I think this is going to be a really tight game. I, You know, I'm you, gonna, know, you I'm, don't have to pick it. I know I don't have. You know what? I'm not going to pick it. See, you know what this is, Guns? I'm not He's it. got a Rams syndrome. It's like a psychosis. Every week with the Rams game, he his hair falls it's out. Reader, it's ugly head again. The Rams gets to Boomer. <laughs> I, I, it's hard. It's hard to figure out what they're doing. I, I love what Sean McVay did this year because nobody thought that they were going to make it, and they made it. I'll, t- I'll take the Niners. I don't have Rams PTSD. Okay. The Rams are telling you we're ready for the playoffs. Yep. Raiders laying three and a half host in Denver. No. 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 Just, just give Antonio Pierce the job. Yes. Celebrate, okay, and good. I don't care. Not doing Chargers, it. Chargers three and a half point favorites over the Chiefs. You know what, what to, to do. do. Come on. I am not taking no. the Chargers. <laughs> Come on. You want me to take the Chargers? Yes. I don't even want to bet the game. I don't care. No one cares, but this is it, the Chiefs are garbage and they're sitting everyone. And they're sitting everybody. Is, is Patrick playing at all? No. No. Well, it'll be a cardboard cutout like the COVID era. So you think this is more of a uh preseason type game? Yes. All right, I'll take the Chargers. Come on. All right, there you go. They're, they're late at three and a half. And give me the Cowboys too, by the way. You're just just laying 13 at the Commanders, yes, huh? Yes, 100%. Boy, the Commanders, the last seven, eight weeks, they, they have, have turned apart, into, man. They've they turned really into a pinata. You know what it is, Mike, and I've been in situations like this. A lot of people have been um, kind of mailing it in now for the Commanders. Everybody knows the whole thing's getting blown up. And now players do not want to get injuries, especially younger players who do have a future, and they know they have a future. So there will be a few uh, business decisions being made in this game. And C.D. Lamb said – they're going to come out flying, and I believe them. Well, and it is a – it's kind of a bounce back. Like, the Cowboys didn't play that well. They need – yeah, they need to have a big game here, and they need to win this game to get the number two seed. So, I don't have to play it, but I feel like I'm light on plays, so I probably should. All right, all right. Give me the Cowboys. Lay the 13. That's a terrible idea. 
Here's Boomer for Casamigos. All righty. So what goes great with football? Casamigos tequila, that's what. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and love it. Make sure you have plenty on hand for the week 18 games. Week 18 games. Amazing. Whether it be Añejo, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal, it's Casamigos tequila, our personal favorite. Now, they also remind our friends out there who love NFL, please celebrate responsibly. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, so we're going to bring it back. We've had some fun the last few weeks. We're going we're gonna to get into the football because we've got bracketology, where things are at now, where they might be headed. What do I personally want to see because I'm selfish? But first, best of the best. This week's best of the best. Oh, little John Facenda for everybody. All right, Bills laying three at Miami. One team surging, another collapsing. Your initial feel on this, I mean, this is a collapse if Miami loses. Yeah, my initial feel on this is that the Bills have straightened themselves out and Josh Allen has played great since Joe Brady has taken over. I don't know what's going on with Steph Diggs. There's something going on there. But I think what's happening is that James Cook is taking a more of a central role, and they're trying to run the ball more. And with all the injuries that the Dolphins are dealing with, and finally the Bills have gotten past all those injuries, I mean, how do I go against Josh Allen, who's 9-2 and two against the Dolphins? I can't. I just, as a football player and knowing how great of a player he is, I want him in the playoffs. But well, you know what else it is? There's a I can't believe I'm saying this with the Bills, but when they made the change from Dorsey to then go to Joe Brady, there's a physicality to what they're doing. And if you're going to play that brand of ball against a beat-up team, that, and I'm not trying to upset Miami fans, including the the, the lovely human being, Mr. Eddie Scazzeri, it, it, they are a finesse team. And I just I question, is Miami healthy enough for this? Are they going to be able to stand in? And without – look, I don't think Jalen Waddle's playing. Yeah, you know where this – I don't know what to do. You know where this – and Eddie knows this because I work with Eddie all week long here in New York. But um, this team started to take a dive at the end of the game against the Titans. The last four minutes, they kind of took their foot off the gas and let Will Levis beat them, uh, you know, which was amazing. It was an amazing loss. And all of a sudden, things started to turn. Now, I know they beat Dallas. That was not uh, a Dallas great game. Dallas beat themselves. Right. So they have not been right. And look, when you lose Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Xavier Howard, Jalen Waddle, I mean, that's like an all-pro team right, right there. Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I said it. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. I, I got lost in all the injuries. But no, okay. I, I'm I'm I, I think the line from a betting standpoint or picking, I think it definitely leads you to to the Bills. I, I can't help it. I don't even the win Miami has in the last month, it was more Dallas careening off off the guardrails with fumbles at the one and Tony Pollard somehow. It just, I got to take the Bills. The, the other thing, too, to think about here for a second is when you're thinking about the Bills in their season, you know, they lost to the Jets in week one. They go two, three, and four. They are off the charts. And, you know, Josh Allen looks like he's going to be the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. Then they get sent to London. Then they got to come back and play the week after they get sent to London. They didn't get the break in between. I mean, they they have been up and down on this roller coaster, and now they are surging at the right time. So I think they win. I think they get the two seed, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Josh Allen in the AFC Championship game. God help us. All right, I'll take the Bills. All right, with that, let's get to the final word. 
Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. All right, so bracketology. What we're going to try to do, give you an idea where things are at now, how it can change. Scones, I miss anything. Feel free to fill in the blanks. But let's start with the AFC. Here's what we know. Baltimore's your one seed. Home field advantage, first round bye. Dolphins have at least, they're in, right? But the Chiefs have clinched the division. Shocker. It's like their 800th AFC West in a row. And the Chiefs are stuck in the three spot. They can't move. Correct. Now, the rest of this is all over the place. Well, we we well, know no. the Browns yes. are in. We just don't know where and 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 the rest. Well, we know they're five. We know they are number five. Right, I'm just so who do they end up playing? We don't know yet. They'll play the winner of the AFC South. Oh baby, you show me. Uh, now listen, selfish. Okay, you show me the Cleveland Browns going to Jacksonville, just injected into my veins. Okay, I'll take the Browns at any number. They'll win that game. And here's the here's the other interesting thing. Um, if the Bills win and they're number two, the Dolphins would fall then to number six. Okay, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> that that's a that's an interesting that means thing. The Dolphins would be headed to Arrowhead. That's right. And Tyree, I gotta tell you, you and know, Tyree Kill would go to Arrowhead. Yeah, but you know what? I gotta tell you. Yeah. Now, see, that's a game. I think so little of the Chiefs. You might convince me to take. I would take the Dolphins in that game. Well, we got to see what that looks like and what the Dolphins look like, especially if they lose to uh, Buffalo. They'll be coming off of back-to-back losses. Well, as long as the Chiefs have a cardboard cutout at tight end, it doesn't really matter to me. Okay, I get I, it. I ju- I'm just telling you. Eddie, I think if it goes sideways, I wouldn't mind the Dolphins taking on the Chiefs. Because think about it. If you can get to 20, can the Chiefs? Their offense is morbid. Right. So the way that I'm looking at this, just so you know, um, I think the Bills are going to be the number two seed, and they're going to play the number seven seed, the Texans, who I have beating the Colts. Bills, Texans? Bills, Texans in the first round. Then you would have the... I believe that you would have the Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins because the Dolphins would be number six. Right. And then it would be the Jaguars and the Browns. And I'm telling you, every single one of these road teams maybe can win. They all can win. Uh, by the way, Scones, just set the over-under on Texans' bills at about 68 and a half. I mean, I, I, just show me a decent but cold day in Buffalo for those two QBs to operate. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be great. It would be great. Good stuff right there. I, but do you agree with me? The Browns are going to win their first round game. I do because they're going to they're probably going to go up against Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence and that defense is what going to be all over him. What a story. And what the great story is is uh is the Joe Flacco influence that he has had on this team and how he's calmed down the offense and now all of a sudden they have a down the field passing game. They're running the ball ex- exceptionally well and they're doing this with their third and fourth offensive tackles. Right. Again, with almost 40%, I know Deshaun Watson makes up a big number, yeah. but again, Almost forty percent of their salary cap is on IR. They hit they hit the lottery with Joe La- Flacco and the way that he's playing. None of us thought that he would play. We all no. thought he'd be okay. No, he's throwing for three hundred yards. But a game. nobody thought that he was going to go out there and throw for three hundred yards four straight games. Let's go to the NFC. Okay. So the Niners, obviously, they're the monolith one seed at home. Dunzo. Then it gets very complicated. Now we know the Lions are the three. The Lions are the NFC North champions. Yes. Eagles are in the playoffs. Rams are in the playoffs. Cowboys are in the playoffs. Bucks, we talked about it, playing for their life. Packers, playing for their life. So 
How do you want to start here? Do First of all, do the Cowboys lock the two seed up? Yes, they do. They beat Washington this week. Uh, we talked about covering the spread. I think they'll do that. They'll have a huge game against the Commanders. They'll be the number two seed. The Lions obviously are locked into the three seeds. I do believe the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield will go down to Carolina and beat them and exact the, re- uh, the revenge that he should. So they'll be the four seed. I do believe that the Eagles then will ha- go to the Buccaneers because the Eagles will be the five seed. All right, so here's the question. And now we're talking about the Rams. Yeah. Okay. What I was just going to ask you is, if the Rams are sitting people and they lose, Packers win, that means it's Lions-Packers round one for the third time. Now, I this might be faulty bias on my part. I get very nervous when you got to play a team a third time. Very nervous. And remember yeah. what the Packers did to the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Yikes. What what I want to see is I want to see the Lions versus the Rams. You want Stafford back in town. I want Stafford back in Detroit. I want Goff going against the uh, Sean McVay and the Rams. That's the drama that I want. What I'd also love to see is I'd love to see the Packers. I don't think they're going to make it, but I'd like to see them against Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. See, you know what's funny? This has got like a March Madness feel to it. You know how the committee does things for television? Yes. But that, And I know it's the teams determining this stuff, but if you had Tyreek going back to KC, if you had McCarthy's past versus McCarthy's present, you had the Lions with Stafford, these are true storylines. Like, it's real stuff. And that's why Wild Card, Super Wild Card Weekend, which it is called now, is it's like great. I mean, it's you have so many potential unbelievable storylines. So that's how I think it's going to go. But um, so which lower seed wins a game? Uh, you know what? I think I think the Rams can win. I think the Eagles can win. Oh, God, don't do it to Lions fans. Please don't do that. I just think the Rams and Eagles can win. I do. See, the Eagles is one. I said it earlier, and maybe I was wrong to do it, but. Like, think about this. How the hell would I be confident in the Eagles leaving home? They never can get off the field, and you got to win a road playoff game when you cannot possess the football. Against the very average Buccaneer team. Right, well, what are the Cardinals? Yeah, I understand. They had a bad game. They had, they, they basically... Boomer, they've had a bad six weeks. They they have. I'm not saying... And it's almost impossible to turn it on because you are what your record says you are and the way that you are playing, and this is one of the reasons why when we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, they lead the league in offensive penalties. They lead the league in drop passes. And I think they're either fifth, sixth, or seventh in turnovers. So you'd have Niners-Eagles divisional round. And yes. I, th- I think the Niners would absolutely decapitate that Again. Team. Then it gets interesting. So if the Lions and Cowboys have a rematch, and it's in Dallas. Oh, boy. I'm saying storyline. Think about that, it. That's another great storyline. They're going to show the highlight. Poor, you know, Dan Skipper, yes. the whole bit, but like. And we'll be talking about that for, you know, the entire week. And you know that in Detroit, that will be the story. And the story from the Detroit fan, and I don't blame them, is that, oh, the NFL, they want the Cowboys to win. CBS wants the Cowboys hold to on, win. Hold on, hold on. Cowboys are, that's all anybody wants to watch is the Cowboys. I, obviously, I'm a Giants fan. I work in Detroit. I do protect my people. Lions fans have a right here. Let's think about this now. All-time screwjobs. Calvin, the process in Chicago. What went down in Seattle with the end zone play? Golden Tate against Atlanta. He's in. No, he's not. Hey, here's a fun note. 10-second runoff. The game's over. What? (laughs) The flag in Dallas in 14. P.I. 
Just kidding. We're picking up the flag. Oh, yeah. Huh? You did that game for Westwood. <laughs> I know I did. The, and then what went down last week? Lions fans have a right. They do. I mean, look, I, there's a lot of fan bases that complain. Jet fan bases complain. Uh, the Browns fan bases complain. The Bengal fan bases complain for years and years and years. I mean, the Lions really do have a complaint. It's an un. Oh, and by the way, they had a dude with a club foot beat him on a 60-yard field goal 50 years ago. <laughs> if your team has any, I mean, Tom Dempsey had half a foot and kicked a 60-yarder in black and white television. This poor team. You know, has any you, other franchise had a guy die on the field? Lions have. Yes, I know that. But I'm, I'm saying, just, like, they're cursed. <laughs> just let these people live. Well, this is why I love Dan Campbell, and this is why I'm rooting for him. So, of these games, all okay. the games, if right here, not knowing certainty of matches, yes. if there was a lower seed that could be the 07 Giants and win three road games and go to a Super Bowl, who would it be? And I'm going to ask you next week when we know the matchups. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say if the mm-hmm. I would say the Browns. The Browns are a five seed. I think they could make it. And I also think the Rams could make it. The Rams? Yes. Just because they have the quarterback and coach that have already done it. Like they have the experience. And nobody expects a lot from them. It kind of feels like two thousand and seven Giants. Nobody expected a lot from them. Mm-hmm. And then they go on maybe the most miraculous run in NFL playoff history. Oh, it was. It was. And I was in Green Bay for that game, and I have never handled the cold the same way. That was minus 33. Yeah, I know it was. That aged, that aged Tom, my father about 10 years. What about Tom Coughlin? I, you think it aged him? Well, he looked like you and Arrowhead a few years ago. Yes. You better bundle up. That was something. <laughs> yes. All right. So, listen, uh, we are going to have a lot of fun with it because the playoffs, it does allow us to get deeper into games. So, very excited. We got a lot more to do. Uh, We'll be back next week. All the picks, all the previews, all the storylines. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.